0: This, to the book of Psalms, chapter number 23. Very familiar passage of scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Had another direction I wanted to go to just before church. Lord begin to talk to me. It's not by accident or chance that we're here. Hallelujah. And he's gonna to talk to us tonight. In the book of Psalms, chapter number 23. Some may not need to even turn to be able to quote Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Not only does He prepare a table for us, but He prepares it in such a way that our enemies have to sit there and watch us eat. Hallelujah. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell... In the house of the Lord forever. We preach to the Lord to help us tonight on this thought. Coming out of the shadows. Coming out of the shadows. If you will, stretch forth your hands this way. Ask God to help us tonight. Father, we love you. We're so thankful for the ability that we have to call upon your beautiful name. Your wonderful name. Your powerful name. To invoke the power, God, that comes with it. Hallelujah, there's no name higher, there's no name greater, there's no name uh, uh, to equal or to rival, but the name of Jesus. Father, it's the name that we call upon tonight. We pray that you would help us and anoint us to preach, oh God. I pray that you touch our hearts, touch our lives, meet our needs. We'll forever love you and give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Coming out. Of the shadows, if you study the Book of Psalms and everything that it entails, uh, all of the authors, all of the words, all of the the stories that entails, it entails. It's just a a great and a wonderful book to see everything that is written. And we know that an author of the large portion of the Book of Psalms is David. There were other authors to Psalm. Moses wrote some of the Psalms. Solomon wrote. Some of the Psalms, different kings wrote uh, some of the Psalms, but David uh, uh, wrote a large majority or a large portion of the book of Psalms. And if you study the writings of David in the book of Psalms, over one-third of uh, the the Psalms uh, attributed to David were cries for help in times of trouble. Now were uh psalms were that he wrote where he rejoiced, and he thanked God for his presence, and he he longed for his presence, but uh, uh, over a third of the psalms written by David pinned by his hand were cries for help in times uh, of trouble. There were times when David went through dark days uh, where he thought that he wouldn't see the end in Psalms chapter number 3 when he wrote, Many uh, are they increased which trouble me, many there be which rise up against me, many which be the say of my soul, there is no help uh, for him and God. But Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of mine head. That Psalms. uh, uh, was written when David was fleeing for his very life from his son, uh, In Psalms 51, as he began to to cry out to God in repentance, when he said, Lord, take my uh, sin away from me, but take not your Holy Spirit from me. Uh, uh, Wash out Uh, uh, my sins, purge me, uh, and I shall be whiter than snow. That was a a, a cry for help as David had committed adultery uh, with Bathsheba and had fallen into the horrible pit uh, and the snare of sin. Uh, Psalms 22, as you look at it, is known as the crucifixion some what David is facing and going through we don't really know but it, what he was facing and he pinned the words my God my God why has thou forsaken me? It's known as the crucifixion psalm because when Jesus uh, was hanging on the cross, uh, he uttered those same exact words. Yes, uh, God, uh, uh, Jesus was crying out to the Father. Why uh, does it feel like your presence is separate from me? But it was also uh, 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 a prophecy, a uh, fulfilling a prophecy that David wrote uh, in the crucifixion psalms and psalms chapter uh, number 22 David was a man that knew uh, what it was like to go through trials and tribulation and heartaches uh, and heartbreaks just because you're a man or woman of God uh, does not mean you're going to be exempt from trouble Amen. I know that this modern uh, charismatic movement likes to tell you if you experience hardship and trouble, you're out uh, of the will of God. Clinton said, My God, if you ain't uh, going through tribulations and trials, you're out of the will of God. Uh, He said, Because your life is a constant warfare. Either one or two things uh, is going to be happening. Uh, God is going to be testing you, uh, and God's going to be uh, molding you and making you to make you more like Him in trials uh, of our faith is how uh, uh, that, that process shakes out. So he said, if God doesn't test you, if God is not trying your faith, if God is not putting you to the test, then you're no benefit to the kingdom of heaven. Secondly, he said, if you're not going through that, he said the devil is going to be putting everything in front of your path to try to make you fall. So if the devil isn't tempting you, and if the devil isn't trying you, then you're no threat to the kingdom of hell. Amen. So he's going to leave you alone. Amen. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, amen. It's hard to say sometimes, especially when you're going through the test. But when you make it on the other side, you can look back in retrospect and you can say, thank God for the trial. Amen. Thank God for the test. Why? Because it's making me more like Christ. David knew what it was like to go through, uh, uh go through storms and to go through trials. As a matter of fact, in Psalms 23, He wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I believe David was recollecting on times when he was facing adverse trials and adverse situations. When he, he went through things and hell said, It's over, David. I've got you right where I want you. It's over with. He fought devils and demons and it seemed like the devil uh, would win. Uh, amen. He was in uh, the, 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 the deepest, darkest, uh, spiritual midnight that he ever thought uh, he would encounter. Amen. But it was in those times uh, that David, uh, in his life, something happened. Uh, when he was going through the midnight hour of his life, uh, God showed up right uh, in the middle of the midnight hour. Uh, he opened up David's eyes to realize uh, it wasn't death that he was going through, uh, but it was just Just the shadow of death. It wasn't death. It was just a shadow. It was just a temporary trial. It was just a transient thing that David was facing. What is a shadow? A shadow is an area or a dark shape produced by a body coming between you and light. That's the simple, uh, uh, corey definition of what a shadow is. Uh, You've got light, uh, you've got you, and when something comes between you and light, uh, it's going to cast a shadow, Uh, it's going to cast a dark place, Uh, it's going to separate you from the light. Uh, David uh, referred to the situation that he was going through as the valley uh, of the shadow of death. Uh, uh, There were uh, many mountain ranges that were there uh, in Jerusalem, in Israel, and and no doubt uh, that there were times when the the mountains uh, would cast shadows down on the valley uh, to where it would be very dark, to where it would be uh, very dismal. uh, Amen. In the valley, mountains cast big shadows. uh, But the fact of the matter is, is that they're only temporary. The fact of the matter is that it's only uh, a temporary thing because even in the valley of shadows, uh, if you keep walking, uh, if you keep trudging forward, uh, if you keep moving forward sooner or later, you're going to come out uh, of the shadows. Uh, Sooner or later, you're going to begin walking uh, in the marvelous light uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is uh, in the physical and so it is in the spiritual. Beloved, there's going to be times uh, that you go through trials uh, and somebody is going through the trial of your life right now. To where it seems like uh, the sun is absent. Uh, to where it seems like there's no light ever gonna shine again. Uh, to where you, like David, say I feel uh, like I'm in the valley of shadows. Uh, I feel like there's mountains uh, that separating me from the sun. Uh, I feel like that there's mountains of impossibilities uh, that I can't get over. Uh, that I can't get around. Uh, that I can't get through. It feels uh, like I'm gonna die in the valley uh, of the shadows. Uh, there's gonna be times spiritually when you find yourself there uh, what's the answer preacher when I find myself uh, in the valley of the shadows just keep walking forward uh, just keep walking forward uh, just keep pressing don't give up uh, you'll die there in the valley uh, but if you keep walking uh, if you walk toward the light you realize uh, what you're in is not uh, death uh, what you're in right now was not a permanent thing uh, but it's just the shadow uh, that you're passing through uh, amen I feel like God wants me to tell somebody tonight uh, it's it's time to come out of the shadows. You've been in the shadows long enough to where you feel like you're going to die right where you are. But this is in the end. It's not over. Keep walking. Come out of the shadows. God will bring you out. Hallelujah. There's going to be times when you walk by faith. You can't walk by feeling. You can't walk by emotion. You can't walk by knowledge. You can't walk by what a man's intellect possesses. There's going to be times uh, where you walk by faith. Amen. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. What is sight? Sight is in man's control. Sight is in man's dominion. But when you begin to walk in faith, you're ex in man's dominion. And you begin walking in God's dominion. Hallelujah. You're beginning to walk in God's power. You're beginning to walk in God's plan. Amen. There's going to be times where we walk by faith. To where we think, my God, is this ever going to end? Is it ever going to slack up? Amen. Is this the valley that I am going to die in? David was made to realize that his valley was just a valley of shadows. Hallelujah. His valley was not the place where he died, but it was a place that God brought him out of. Amen. As you keep walking, you'll find that you'll begin to exit the darkness and you'll begin to realize that the sun is shining brighter than it ever has before. Hallelujah. For you see, the same way that man cannot control the S-U-N sun, it's the same way that hell cannot control the S-O-N sun. I mean, you see, uh, uh, we can't, we can't control the physical sun. It's gonna rise when God tells it to rise. It's going to set as long God is uh, when God tells it to set. Uh, There's a covenant with man that as long as God uh, is on the throne, there will be day and night. Uh, There will be seed, time, and harvest. Uh, So as long as God is on His throne, He's covenanted with His people that the sun is going to shine. Weeping may endure for the night. Uh, Psalms 30 and 5 says, but joy uh, comes in the morning. Uh, You may experience nights of weeping. Uh, You may experience weeks of weeping. Uh, You may experience months of weeping. Uh, But we have the assurance uh, that one day uh, that night season is going to be over uh, and as sure as God is alive and on His throne, uh, the sun uh, is going to rise again. Uh, it may get dark at night. Uh, it may be lonely at night. Uh, but we have the assurance uh, that there was just as sure uh, as there was a dusk uh, and a sunset uh, uh, that there will be a dawn uh, and a sunrise uh, and the sun uh, will come up again uh, in the morning Weeping may endure for the night. Uh, but hold on, Satan of God. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. The same way man can't control the S-U-N. Hell can't control the S-O-N. In John 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything that uh, was made. Anything made that was made. In Him was life. Listen, and that life, was the light of men. That life, the life of Christ, was the light of men. The light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. It didn't mean that the darkness could not mentally comprehend it. In the Greek, that means that the darkness could do nothing to stop the light from shining. Hallelujah. That may not make you want to shout. Amen. But that makes this preacher want to shout. You can take this this room and you can turn off uh, all the lights. You can blacken all the windows and and you can uh, black out this room and make it just like a lot of uh, a modern house. Uh, that seems to be the trend nowadays. Thank God we're not going that way. Uh, amen. But the, that that seems to be the trend to black things out. Uh, but it doesn't matter how dark it gets. Uh, all somebody has to do uh, is to cut the light on and darkness has to go. Uh, it matters not how dark it gets. Uh, light is always the remedy for darkness. Uh, Amen. The light shined in darkness. Christ uh, began to shine. Uh, and when it shined, the darkness uh, and the principalities of hell, uh, it could do nothing to stop the light. Thank God uh, that Christ is our light. Amen. First John 1 and 5, This is the message which we have heard of Him and declaring to you that God is light. And in Him is no darkness at all. So since hell cannot control the light, Since hell cannot control the sun, what does it do? It says, if I can't keep the sun from shining, if I can't keep the sun from shining on his throne, I'm going to do what I can to put obstacles in his path to keep him from the light. If I can't keep the light from shining, I'm going to do my dead level best to keep him living in the shadows. That's the whole plot of hell. That's why we face the valley of the shadows. Amen, that's why uh, hell throws things in our path to try to separate us from the light of Christ. Amen, He can't control the light from shining. So He says, I'm just going to keep you from walking in the light. Preacher, why do I face all the things that I face? There is your answer right there. Hell can't keep Jesus from shining. But He'll do everything that He can to keep you from the light of His love. Amen. Why do I face what I do? That's why. But I'm thankful for what Paul wrote in Romans chapter number 8 when he said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Amen. You could say, Who shall separate us from the light of Christ? Amen. Uh, Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril of sword? Amen. Uh, He went on to write, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, uh, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature, uh, shall be able to separate us from the love uh, of God which is in Christ Jesus, uh, our Lord. Uh, Amen. I believe it could be. uh, Amen. said the same way, There's nothing uh, that can keep us from the love of God. Uh, There's nothing that can keep us from walking uh, in the light of God. Sure, uh, hell can create some shadows along the way uh, to where we think that this uh, trial is going to be the end but if we keep walking uh, if we'll keep pressing forward in Christ uh, sooner or later we'll realize uh, that we've walked out of the shadows uh, and then we again are walking uh, in the light of Christ uh, and then nothing can keep us permanently separated uh, from the light of His love hallelujah you may be in a shadow tonight but keep walking because shadows don't last forever Shadows don't come to stay, but shadows come to pass. David said, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Sure, he had lonely nights. He had fearful nights. No doubt he had depressing nights, but notice what David said. I walked through the valley. I walked through the valley of The shadow. Sure, it was dark at times. But David said, I come out victorious. On the other side, hallelujah. David preaches to us tonight that you can come through your shadow. David preaches that you can come through your valley. You don't have to die where you're at. You don't have to settle where you're at. You don't have to reside to the condition that you're in right now. But God never changes. And His light never goes out. Amen. Just keep walking in the light and the liberty of His love. David shows us there's some shadows that we're going to go through and I'm hurrying. Don't anticipate preaching very long tonight. But I've said that before. (laughs) And you know the rest. Shadows. You hear me? Shadows that you're going to face. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, new convert. Man, you're going to face some shadows in life. You're going to go through heartache. You're going to go through heartbreak. Amen. Shadows we're going to have to face. David shows us the shadow of, of discouragement. There's going to be times where you find yourself discouraged. There's going to be times where you're going to find yourself downhearted. Amen. Look at David. David was a man that was anointed king. Just a couple afters, the chapters after he's anointed king, the king that he was anointed to replace picks up a javelin, throws it at him in an attempt to kill him. I think that would be a discouraging time for anybody. The man that you have confidence in. The man that you love. Amen. He, not only that, but after he becomes king and he takes rulership and authority that God ordained him to, his very son comes after his life. His son usurps the throne. Sets himself up to be king. And sends out and dispatches his host to have the life of David taken away. I think that was a discouraging time for David. Amen. There's going to be times where you and I face the same shadow of discouragement. There's going to be times where we face things and we go through things. Where we say, God, why me? Why has this shadow engrossed my life? Why is, why is this happening for this individual? But here I am being faithful, paying my tithes, going to the house of God worship and sing and praising and, and and it feels like the heavens are brass and I can't I feel God I, I can't I touch heaven I I, I I feel discouraged I feel down I've been there many times if you're not careful you'll die in the shadow of discouragement you'll let the devil zap every bit of joy every bit of victory every bit of God out of you amen I know what it's like to be discouraged. I've been there to where you see people advancing in the kingdom of God and, and God moving as a young preacher. Ministry for me was the most discouraging aspect of my life. I, I feel the call to preach, preach. Dear Lord, it was bad. You've heard me tell the story many times over, but I see a lot of other young preachers. My age, they, they're preaching the youth camps, preaching the revivals, preaching the camp meetings, going on the missions trips, and here I am, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm seeking God, and, and nothing's happening, and I'm saying, Lord, here I am, don't forget about me. Discouragement set in. Discouragement set in. I was ready to quit, ready to give up the ministry, Lord. I must have missed you, everybody else is being elevated, everybody else is being promoted. I'm, I'm still in, in the, In the back room, nobody knows my name. Nobody knows where I am. Discouraged. Ready to quit. But can I tell you something? I boast not in myself, but in the Lord. 90% of those guys are out of the ministry or backslid today. I mean, what happened? Man was promoting them before God was ready for it. Amen. But all the while, he was molding my life making my life, removing things, adding things. Uh, amen. And uh, Ten, almost twelve years later, amen, I'm still in love with Jesus, still going on on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. What happened? There came a point in time where I had to pray through uh, and get out of the valley of discouragement. Uh, I had to get my eyes off of everybody else uh, and I had to fasten my eyes solely upon Him uh, and say, devil, I'm going to refuse to be a casualty uh, in this valley of discouragement. Uh, are there times where I get discouraged today? Yes! Uh, is there time where where uh, things of ministry gets discouraged yes amen but I can tell you uh, Amen, the, the realness of discouragement uh, amen when you get your eyes fastened upon God uh, and you get in his presence uh, and you feel the power of his spirit uh, amen all worries uh, and all cares subside uh, amen all of your cares uh, amen you can cast upon him uh, for he cares for you uh, and you may come into his presence discouraged uh, but you can leave walking uh, in the victory and the light uh, of his love discouragement has to go when god's presence gets inside of you hallelujah david teaches us you're going to go through discouraging times i've been there but david also teaches us you can come out of that valley of discouragement amen there's going to be times where you face the shadow of doubt doubt amen did i really hear from did god really promise me this God, I know you gave me this promise in prayer, but it's been two weeks. It's been two months. It's been two years. Did I really hear from heaven? Did I, did I, did I hear that right? Did you really say you were going to move or did I miss it? Ever been there? Amen. I have. Amen. Doubt. If we're not careful, doubt will begin to creep into our mind. And if we're not careful, hell will rob the promise that God gave us. If we're not careful, hell will begin to erode, uh, and hell will chisel away, uh, and hell will begin uh, to put doubt in our mind to where we know God is able uh, to do something, uh, but we get to the point where he doubt that we doubt that he will do something it's a dangerous place to be I know God's omnipotent I know God's sovereign I know that God is holy I know that God spoke the word in this world coming to existence I know that all He has to do is speak the word and this can happen but where doubt gets in is where they separate us from God can and God will Amen. from the avenue of knowing that God is able to knowing that God will meet the need that I'm going through right now the shadow of doubt is a very dis is a a very uh, a difficult place to be in uh, but you hear this preacher you can't come out uh, of that valley amen uh, I when you begin to look back uh, and hear the testimonies of all the things that god has done uh, what does it do it builds faith uh, on the inside of me to where i believe not only god can do it uh, but god will do it uh, god will meet my need uh, in the midnight hour uh, i don't know where the answer is coming from uh, but i know that god is the answer uh, and i know that he likes to work uh, when nothing else will uh, you can come out of the shadow of doubt. Amen. Shadow of discouragement, shadow of doubt. Shadow. This is a big one of isolation. Shadow of isolation. Not only was David in a tough place to where he had to battle the burden of discouragement and doubt. But notice David. Felt like he was carrying this battle alone. For David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not my church walks through it. Not my family walks through it. Not me and my spouse. Not me and my pastor. Not me and my kids. David was in a place of isolation to where he felt like he was all alone in this world. To where there were there was nobody else that he could call upon there was nobody else that he could turn to there were times where david said i, I looked to my right hand there was none that right hand is a hand of position, a power of authority he looked there was nobody there to help hold him up david said i walked alone not only was i walking through the valley but i was walking alone in this valley listen there's going to be times you battle the shadow of isolation where you feel like it's just me. I can't talk to my pastor. I can't talk to my spouse. I can't talk to my family. I can't talk to friends. But the devil likes to get us in a place of isolation. Why? Because there's power in numbers. There's power in unity. Amen. That There's power when we stand together. If One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. Amen. We know that uh, a three, four cold is not easily broken. We know that there's power in unity. So what the devil can't do in a group, if he can get you to where you're isolated and to where you feel like it's just you, there's nobody else that cares, there's nobody else that knows, he's got you exactly where he wants you. Isolation. A feeling like it's just me. Amen. I've been there more times than I can count. Not only is there a shadow of discouragement, of doubt, of isolation. If those three shadows aren't dealt with, this fourth one, will. you hear me, this fourth one will follow. The shadow of depression. The shadow of depression. There's a depression epidemic in our society today. Amen. There's more people on, on, on... drugs and everything that they can to try to soothe uh, the problems of life trying to get their emotions in check uppers and downers listen folks uh, amen I'm, I, I know that there's a situation that calls for it but I'll say that 90 to 95 percent is nothing but uh, uh, just uh, putting a, a band-aid uh, over a, a cancer it, it, the band-aid ain't going to fix the problem you got to drill down to the root uh, of the problem and deal with it and it's sin somewhere uh, along the lines uh, amen the the, the issue uh, of depression uh, one of the greatest men of God in the Bible knew what it was like to dwell in this shadow. A man by the name of Elijah. A man who in 1 Kings calls fire down from heaven. My, what do we, we preach on that? The victory of that. Of how he was able to, to call fire down from heaven. And he see all the prophets of Baal. And we, we, what a great man of God! I, I would love to have been there. I'd have loved to have seen that. I'd love to be able to do that. But the very next chapter, he's running from his life, running for his life from Jezebel and Ahab, and listen to what he says. But in verse number four, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came down and sat under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, "It is enough now, O Lord, take my life." For I am not better than my uh, than my fathers. What was he saying? Lord, just kill me and take me on to heaven. I don't want to live anymore. I I, I don't care anymore. Amen. I just want to. I just want to go home. What happened? Amen. A spirit of depression had gripped a hold of him. The spirit of depression had come against him. Amen. He was discouraged. He was isolated to where he alone was running for his life. And when those two things have their way, the results will be a spirit of depression. This leads you to put a smile on your face and act like everything's okay when you walk through the church doors. Amen. You smile. You shake hands. You lift your hands and pray. But on the inside, your heart's broken in a million pieces and you're crying out, God, will you touch. God, will you move? You put on a smile when you come into church. Act like everything's all right, Amen. But when your spouse rolls over and goes to sleep, you turn around on the other side weeping and crying the tears. Saturate your pillow. Amen. You say, you smile and say everything's okay. But you know on the inside you're broken. You're a broken person. You're dwelling in this shadow. Amen. I'm talking to somebody tonight. You don't have to die in the shadow of depression. Uh, there's hope, uh, there's help uh, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ Uh, amen it's time uh, to come out from the shadows uh, as long as you're dwelling uh, and living in the shadows hell has you exactly where he wants you but you've got to keep walking with Christ Uh, you've got to keep moving forward uh, and sooner or later uh, you'll find that you're no longer walking in the shadows uh, but you're walking in the victory uh, and the power uh, of almighty God uh, and he is able uh, to bring you out It's just a shadow, a big shadow that we go through, the shadow of fear, fear, fear. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. If you find yourself constantly in a spirit of fear, you mark it down 100% of the time. That spirit did not come from God. Did not whine for God did not give us the spirit of fear, but a power, my God of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. there's power folks in Christ, power in Christ. you don't have to live your life fearful and afraid. Amen, but you can know that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. We looked at David going into the shadow. I I'm, I'm, I'm want to wrap all this up tonight and get us in the altars. We talked about the different shadows that we go through. Maybe you're there. Maybe you find yourself living in the shadow of isolation. Maybe you're in the shadow of fear. Maybe you're in the, the shadow of doubt, discouragement. Maybe you're depressed. David gives us the remedy. Hallelujah. God didn't come to just diagnose the problem tonight, but He came to give us the remedy for the problem. In Psalms 23, David laid out the blueprint for coming out of the valley of the shadows. He laid out the blueprint when he said in verse number 1, or the first thing that he said is, The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Here David was referring to Christ that was to come as the good shepherd. We know that Jesus Christ fulfilled this role. For the thief uh, cometh not but for to kill, still, to destroy. We know that's John 10.10. 10. But i am come that they might have life, and might have it more abundantly. He said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. Uh, verse 14, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. Uh, as the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Uh, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, uh, them also must I bring, and they shall hear my voice. Uh, they shall be one fold and one shepherd. That was the Gentiles. That was the grafted in. Jesus said, I not only come for the fold of sheep, which is Israel, but I have another sheep. Amen. I have another. That's you and I. That's the Gentiles. Thank God we've been grafted in. Amen. He said in verse 27, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither. Shall any man pluck them out of my hand? The shepherd that David was referring to uh, was none other than a foreshadowing uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, who is uh, our great shepherd. Uh, Hallelujah. David uh, made a conscious decision that the Lord uh, is my shepherd. Uh, We've got to come to the same conclusion uh, that He becomes a personal Savior to us. uh, That we put our life uh, in subjection to the great shepherd. uh, That when He calls, uh, we answer. Uh, When He calls and He beckons us. uh, Amen. We don't doubt. We don't question. uh, But we walk toward uh, our great shepherd. Hallelujah. The same way the Lord was personal to David. If you want to make it out of the shadows, the Lord must again become personal to you. Notice David didn't say the Lord is my church's shepherd. The Lord is my, is my family shepherd. No, the Lord is my shepherd. He's personal to me. He knew the voice of God. And he knew to move when he said move. Amen, there's no other way to make it out of the shadows unless the Lord becomes your shepherd. My sheep know my voice. They answer me. Hallelujah. Secondly, not only does the Lord my shepherd, He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. There are many roads in this life. There are many forks. There are many turns. There are many exits. There are many detours but there's only one road that's going to carry you home. I can take any road that I want to in Baldwin County, drive all night long, but there's only one road that's going to lead me to 15787 Highway 98 West. I've got to navigate myself to make sure I'm on that one road that'll lead me to my destination, that'll lead me to my family, lead me to my home. There are many different roads in this life. But there's only one that's going to lead you to heaven. Isaiah 35. And the highway shall be there. And the way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall come for those. The wayfaring men, the fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there. No ravenous beast shall go thereon. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk therein the redeemed shall walk therein. If the Lord is your shepherd, if He's called you by name, if He's redeemed you and purchased you, He's going to put you on the highway of holiness. And if you walk this way, it's going to be the road that leads home. There's going to be many detours. There's going to be many exits. There's going to be many different ways you can turn off. But there's only one that's going to lead to streets of gold. There's only one that's going to lead to the throne room of God. And it's the highway of holiness. And the redeemed shall walk therein. It's a commandment that you walk this highway. That you walk holy before God. Amen. This highway may be contrary to everything that the world says. It may not be considered popular and acceptable in the world's eyes. But as long as I'm popular and acceptable in God's eyes. Let the world say what they will. As long as the road I'm on carries me to Him. I'm okay with that. He leads me in the past of righteousness the good shepherd when the sheep has wandered astray wandered into that valley the sheep the shepherd's going to lovingly take that sheep he's going to put him back on the right path the right road amen to escape the shadows you must be led in the paths of righteousness and i'll take it another step forward Jesus isn't a shepherd that's going to take his staff and beat you over the head and make you walk a certain way. But if you want to escape the paths of the, or escape the shadows, you must be willing to be led by the shepherd. You must be willing to be led by the shepherd. David said, he put me on the paths of righteousness. The Lord's my shepherd. Third, he said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I love this. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod was an offensive weapon that the shepherd would use to drive off wolves, drive off dogs, whatever enemy would come against the sheep. That rod would would be there as a rod of defense. or Excuse me, a, a, a rod of offense. That staff was what the shepherd would lean on. He was on his feet a lot, tending to the sheep. He would have a rod as an offensive weapon. And he would have that staff in his hand that he would lean upon as a, as a, a place of defense. As we look at these in the symboli- symbolism here, both of these, the rod and the staff, the offensive and the defensive tool were both types of Christ. Because Christ is our offense. Christ is... Our defense. He is the rod that I lean on in times of trouble. When friends betray us, when people let you down. Christ uh, is uh, that rod, uh, a man that we, that we can lean upon. Uh, not only can we lean on him in times of trouble, but Christ uh, will fight for us when the enemy comes in like a flood. Uh, the Spirit of God will lift up the standard against it. Uh, he said, in this world ye shall have tribulation, uh, but be of good cheer. I uh, have overcome this world. Uh, Christ uh, is an instrument that we can lean on in times of trouble, but He's also an offensive weapon that when we go into war with Satan, He'll fight our battles for us. Amen. We're not fighting on our own, but Him by the power of His Spirit is right there with us each and every step of the way. Hallelujah. He is with us even in the valley of the shadows. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say that no weapons would be formed. On the contrary, many are going to be formed against us. But he did promise that none of them would prosper. Hallelujah. Why? Because he's fighting our battles for us. If God be for us, my God, who can be against us? If God be on our side, then we're on the winning side. David said, the Lord's my shepherd. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. His rod, his staff, they comfort me. He said, Surely, fourthly, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I want you to get the illustration. Don't miss this. In Psalms 23, that David portrayed. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. He's in front. He said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They're on either side, on the left hand and on the right hand. He said, goodness, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He said, I've got my shepherd in front. I've got my rod and my staff on either side. I've got goodness and mercy following behind me. That is a perfect description of the cross. That's a perfect description of the cross. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to make it out of uh, uh, the valley of the shadow, run to the cross. Uh, if you want to make it out, uh, if you don't want to die uh, in the shadow that you're facing right now, run to the cross. Uh, amen. David uh, laid it all out uh, right there for us. The Lord in front. Uh, the rod and staff on the side. Goodness and mercy trailing us behind us. Uh, the cross. Hallelujah. There's power uh, in the cross to bring you out. Uh, there's power in the cross to set you free. Uh, there's power in the cross to deliver. Uh, and the Help when no help can be found in this world. Where do I turn? Turn to the cross. Look to the cross. My God, it's the cross and the power of the cross that will deliver you and bring you out of the valley of the shadow. Hallelujah. Laid out right in front of us in Psalms 23, the cross. You can't lose with the cross on your side. You can't lose with Jesus on your side. At your lowest point, the cross, the cries from the cross, is that you can make it. You can make it. Don't die where you are. Amen. Keep walking. James 1, Kirsten, I'm done. Come help me. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. Come it down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither any shadow of turning. There's no shadows in Christ. I saw something on Facebook the other day. Somebody just put them, whatever you call them things, memes, whatever they are. And it came alive. It had a picture of a darked out room. And somebody struck a match. And they lit it in that dark room. And it had this verse on there. Every good and every perfect coming is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variables, neither shadow of turning. Light produces no shadow. Light in its purest form, if you're, if we're in a pitch black room and we shock a match and we light it, that light is going to dispel the darkness and it's going to leave no shadow. You can put it up against the wall in the dark. That light produces no shadow. That's what the Word of God says. There's no shadow returning in Christ. There's no shadow in Him. The shadow is hell's attempt and hell's plot to keep us from the light. But greater, hallelujah. Greater. Greater is he that's within me than he that's within this world. I may be living among the shadows right now. But one, the shadow is not of God. The shadow was not from God. The shadow was hell's attempt to keep me from walking in the victory that God has provided. It's to keep me from walking in the light. So we gotta realize God's there's no darkness in him, there's no shadow in him. Run to Christ run hallelujah to him tonight say i'm i'm there i'm going through something you pegged me right where i am you, you, you've nailed where i was and, or where i am in that valley i want to get out i want to make it out i need help tonight preacher what do i do run to the cross run to the light run to christ amen he can bring you out hallelujah I feel the Holy Ghost in the house tonight. had something else I wanted to preach. I feel like God wants to bring somebody out of the shadows. Somebody out of the shadows. You thought in your mind I'm going to die right where I am. It's over with. It's hopeless. It's helpless. It's too far gone. You hear this preacher. There's nothing too far gone when God's in the equation. There's nothing beyond hope when God steps in. You've wondered how long will I stay where I am. The fact is, you don't have to stay another minute. You don't have to stay another day. You don't have to dwell another hour. But there's victory in the cross tonight. Amen. Listen to the shepherd. Lean on the rod and the staff. Goodness and mercy is there behind you. The cross, my God, will bring you out. I wonder if we could 100% find us a place to pray around these altars tonight.